What up, what up, what up, what up, my friends? Demian here, your host of That Arsenal Women podcast. She did it. She did it. Viv signed the damn thing. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can you hear that? Just listen. Try to ignore the music. And if you actually hear, you open your ears and you open your soul and your mind and your total being, you hear the sound of calm and peace and relief and hope materialized and just heaven. I am so happy with the massive news that we heard a few days ago uh, that the one and only Viviana Miedema has signed an extension with our beloved Arsenal Women Football Club. And I'm so happy. So that is what today's episode will be. Granted, I have not read her interview so or read or seen her interview. So if you hear something that might seem uh, not only commonsensical, but uh, repetitive, or I might frame it as, you know, I think she would think this, or I assume that she would feel this way, and then it happens to coincide with what she said, I can promise you I haven't seen anything. And I don't mean to um, state the obvious or claim any sort of ownership over reality or whatever it is that she said. So again, this is going to be just focused on Viv, what it might mean for the club, and a couple of other things. And if it's your first time listening, I want to not only welcome you, but explain to you a little bit of who I am, about who I am, and what it is that I actually do on this podcast. In case this is your first time listening, my name is Demian, and I, I am a professional musician living in Los Angeles, currently working with Miley Cyrus, and I've played with Jonas Brothers and a bunch of other people. And I have had this massive love for Arsenal women for the past three years or so. And I had decided to start this podcast. And for the past few weeks or so, I've been kind of spotty, not releasing a podcast as often as I would like, but I've been doing better. And I believe this is my second podcast in, I don't know, in a four or five day span. So we're good. We're doing everything I, uh, we can. And by we, I, I mean me. Um, so anyhow, welcome. This podcast usually focuses on a sort of more like holistic, if you want to talk about it, or I want to see it that way, more very, very positive. I don't talk about people's personal lives necessarily. I don't talk about match analysis or criticism. This is very much a positive uh, podcast in which I aim to create a community in which I aim to not only uh, send people to my Twitch streams from time to time when I do so, but also to hopefully motivate you, the, the listener of uh, not only Arsenal Women fan, but of any club. If you're, you you come across this podcast and you think it's not that good, <laughs> that's great because I encourage you to do something that's better, that's cooler, better produced, that's more you know featured in a way that you want to do it or frame it in whichever way you want to do it. So honestly, I want... Uh, the community to keep growing and if I can do that in uh, or through this little podcast that could as I like to refer it um, so be it and if you have any questions if you would like to start your own podcast in 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 sort of streaming adventure on Twitch or anywhere else please let me know and I'm always here to help and to guide and to give you some advice because there are things that I have not done properly that I think will give you a little bit of a shortcut 
So I want to take you back to last year. Right around this time, we heard the news, or the heartbreaking news to a degree, and I went over that on the previous episode. But we heard that Jill Roard and Daniela van der Donk had left Arsenal. And that was a big, big, big disappointment for me, half of my heart. And the other half of my heart was very happy for them for numerous reasons. And not, that could not be more evident than with DVD winning the damn Champions League and Jill, uh, you know, getting to the semifinals. So it was a sort of whirlwind of or a rude awakening for me. I think it was the first time I had felt or I had witnessed or felt directly sort of two of my favorite best uh, favorite players leaving at the same time. And it was just like a lot to take. So fast forward to this year where there has been a lot of talk and, you know, there's uncertainty regarding Viv's future among other players, but obviously I'm focusing around Viv. You know, I was very much kind of nervous about it, but I do have to say, and this is based on absolutely nothing but just sheer hope. I was hoping that she would stay. And I sort of, the way for me to deal with this was to lie to myself as if I knew that she was going to stay. And basically, whenever I had a conversation with people, I'd be like, no, she's staying. She's definitely staying. Like, I, I had no idea why. But I just had to tell myself that because I just couldn't handle her leaving, basically. That's that's the reality. So I mentioned I lived here. I live here in L.A. So most matches I, that, that happen in London, I wake up at 4 in the morning, 6 in the morning, sometimes 3.30. And all this to say that when news break out, it's also right around that time or maybe even earlier uh, or very late at night just when I, I went to bed. So sometimes I sort of succumb to the bad habit that I have, which is to when I get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, I grab my phone and I check for WSL news, basically, or just Arsenal women news. I've done that for a long time, and I've also done it for Arsenal men in general, just football news in general. It's a really bad habit because sometimes I get really disappointing news or the opposite, some great news, and I'm woken up in the middle of the night, and I just the adrenaline sort of takes over. So a couple of days ago, whenever it happened, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I saw that, and I was just so overwhelmed with happiness and joy, and I just went back to bed about an hour later with a massive smile on my face and it was just so awesome on so many or in so many ways and i guess i i spoke about it on the on the arsenal women friday chat twitch stream excuse me that i do usually on fridays duh uh and and i just kind of wanted to f- kind of frame this this particular bit of news and her resigning in sort of three different, you know, like slots, I want to say, or three little tracks. One of them being what I believe might be best for her and what could be best for her as a player and also what is best for the club regarding all this other stuff or what it all means to the club. So starting with what it might be, what might be best for her, obviously this is just complete speculation. I don't know her. Uh, like most of you, and I would like to sort of try to get in the weeds of it or try to think the way she thinks in a way, not that I would be so pretentious to to actually know how an elite player like that thinks or a person thinks. So 
I think staying in London, again, this is what might be best for her, right? I think staying in London, obviously, it can mean a lot to her in her personal life and, you know, her relationship and also not having to move and to uproot herself and to go to a different country. Maybe if she were, would have gone back to Germany or going to Spain and learning a, a new language and so on and so forth, that might not be something that uh, she wanted. Overall, I think she looks happy. I think this would be a very happy thing for her. If nothing else, because she now knows more than knowing, right? I don't think she depended on the club, so to speak. I think a lot of the her decision was it fell on her. So I, I do think that now knowing or getting answers, right? Because there's just no way I don't think that she would have signed if that didn't come with, if that signature literally didn't come with numerous things, right? Like for me, the safety net of knowing that you're being employed, obviously, income, you know, hopefully making a better life or a better living with a better salary, ideally with bonuses, incentives, and in, in something that can bring financial growth to her. I think it's very important. Also, she's already established there, which might mean, I don't know if, if staying necessarily implies this, because it might be better if you went abroad. But anyhow, I think partnering up with brands or strategic partnerships as a whole, I think is very important. And I think it might be good for her. And also, I think like from from her as a an artist, excuse me, an athlete repped by Flow Sports, which is just continues to grow and grow and grow. I think that would be very important to her and obviously be important to, to Flow Sports. But I just think that overall for her as a person, I think these are things that might be, that might mean something to her. Now, as far as Viv as a player, there are several things. I think this is a, sort of an, another um, a little baby rabbit hole to get or to go down on. For me, the first thing that comes to mind is that her being signed or signing implies that she's loved, beloved, wanted, honored by the club. I think that Arsenal have uh, shown grace towards her, even though maybe I would have liked and maybe you would have liked for this uh, announcement to come way sooner. But the fact of the matter is that it happened. I think that uh, it's safe to assume that she feels appreciated, that, you know, she, I believe that she wants what's best for the club, right? And, and it's interesting. It's almost like if, if you're a musician and you think or you believe that you know what's best for the music and that you feel that you are what's best for it. Like, no, you need me. Like your band needs me. Your music needs me. You know, you as an artist need me and my ability or my understanding of music or my whatever it is. You know, I think it's, it's a little bit of a fine line between ego and, and just being self-aware, you know, like being full of yourself versus being full of awareness, you know. Uh, and, and I think that she understands that what's clearly best for the club is that she stays. It's just, it's commonsensical to have among the best players in the world stay at a club that she loves and all that other stuff. But also, I think that she might know a little bit of Arsenal's history, especially when it comes to Robin Van Persie, her favorite player, as far as I know. And sort of how Arsenal, you know, handle things with him and how poorly they did. So I think that staying overall sort of will help 
signing other players, right? Getting people signed and different tiers of players. And I think that's sort of a good segue to what it might mean for the club, right? And I'll get to that point in a second. So in general, having what many people consider the GOAT at your club, that's massive. A little caveat to me, the only and one true GOAT is Daniela van de Donk. End of little caveat. So having that profile of a player is massive, especially when you just announced, it might be very much related to it, I would think, that you are playing many more games at the Emirates this year. So, and like I said again on my on my Twitch stream, you know, the gap between having Viviana Miedema play at the Emirates and not sort of the incentive for fans and non-fans and maybe people that support the men's team that want to sort of switch over to the women's team or, or start supporting them more, it's massive. So you definitely want Viviana Miedema to be involved with your club as much as possible. A second point would be that, of course, yes, you want elite players at your club and a lot of them might want to play with Viviana Miedema. You know, they definitely want to play with somebody that is not only among the best number nines that the world has ever seen, but the after the season she just had as playing a number in a number 10 role for the, you know, second half of the season or something like that, it's absolutely bonkers and amazing. And I think that they can learn from so much or so much from her. And also like beyond elite players, like at the peak of their career, I think there might be some people that are okay being squad players that would want to join and play with Viv. And I think that's pretty freaking awesome. You know what I mean? And last but not least, obviously, Arsenal didn't know for a fact that this would happen. But I think it shows the club now knows what can happen when your best players leave, aka Dominique Janssen, Gilles Roth, and uh, Daniela van der Donk, right? Who just won the damn Champions League. So knowing the potential of another legendary player leaving among the best in the world, leaving and knowing what they can accomplish is it's wild, I would guess. And they would want that to happen to our club. And, you know, the Champions League final was was massive, not only for DVD, obviously, but you could see these clubs and the ambition that they have and how they perform under pressure. And I believe we deserve to be in that world. And I don't think we're far away, but definitely without a Viviana Mirima, we would automatically be placed in such a disadvantage that I don't think it's possible to measure and quantify and explain. As always, I'm curious to know your thoughts. What do you think? I want to know your feelings when you first heard the news. Where were you? Were you sitting down? Did you have to sit down? Did you have to lay on your couch? Or did you fist bump? What did you do? Did you celebrate like a goal that she never celebrated? I am curious. As always, thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for your engagement. I really, really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, leave a little review, whatever it is that you do please do it. I appreciate it because it helps other people find the podcast, other people like you that might have an interest in Arsenal women or people that might just want to learn more about women's football and so on and so forth. So thank you very, very much. We'll speak again soon.